0: Now, it's 10K Saturday with Alison and Lulu. Hi everyone and welcome to 10k Saturday with these little mini episodes of 10k dollar day where we spend about 10 to 15 minutes talking to somebody about their obsessions and their wish lists and all that other kind of stuff. If you're looking for our imaginary luxury travel days make sure you check out the full episodes but today we are with Whitney Keeter. Say hi Whitney. Hello. And we are on location. Doesn't that sound like fancy? It really does. And what it really means is that we snuck into her workplace and <laughs> <laughs> we are recording in the theater um, New World Stages of the play that goes wrong. Ooh. Uh, which, when it goes right, is very
1: funny. Yes. And when it goes wrong, is probably very scary. It's also funny when it goes wrong. So I mean, that's fair. Most people don't typically know that things have gone wrong. How would you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, just that's play exactly it, off. it
0: That's exactly the, it. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen that, it it transferred over to New World Stages. It's also on tour. Catch it. And just know, if you see it in New York... She's making everything happen.
1: woo On a good day.
0: (laughs) Don't let actors fool you. It's really the stage managers who are are killing it. Um, And so she's so much a stage manager that I texted her and I said, here are the things that I'm going to ask you during the interview. (laughs) And she wrote them all down, but on a
1: receipt? Yeah, because I'm also a millennial. So, like... I'm also early 30s. I need to be prepared, but yes. I didn't have a piece of paper on me. So That's
0: okay. You
1: know, it's real. You do what you have to do. I mean, I live with my notes app. That's oh, See, but here's the problem. I should have pulled my phone out and done it on my phone. Yes. But instead, I checked the time on my phone and then pulled a receipt out of my bag um what
0: i'm hearing from you is that you are recycling and reusing
1: thank you reduce reuse recycle i believe yeah. in that
0: so you're pretty ecologically conscious
1: yeah that's exactly what i was doing that's the spin uh-huh that yes. we're gonna use i like that you're a great spin stage it. manager
0: not so much like media pr person but right. you're good
1: at stage managing yeah exa- yeah <laughs> and and i'm okay with that
0: <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Earlier, in its earlier 10K Saturday, you heard Will Branner, and he was in South Pacific with me. Whitney was our stage manager, and we had a lot
1: of fun. It was a wild time, y'all. It was a wild time. For me, it was like the relationships that came out of doing that show, because, I mean, the show itself is problematic, and there's all these other issues, problems with it, whatever. But the show itself was a lot of fun to do, and we were really proud of the product. But Mm -hmm. then also on top of that, there were like real life connections that happened on that show absolutely between myself and cast members and other cast members and like it created like lifelong friendships which doesn't always happen It kind no. of happens once in a blue moon really why when especially, you get that kind of group of people together well and
0: especially because you're working together for a very um intense small period of time mm-hmm. so you get together there's 30 people
1: in a room mm-hmm
0: hopefully you learn everybody's names. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. On, on a good day, you're firing names off without uh-huh. thinking about it. There's
0: that one day, like, they, they always do a meet and greet, so if, if you are not an actor or don't do freelance work, don't have, like, these short-term contracts, mm. there's usually, like, a day where everyone comes in, the first day, and everyone introduces themselves, and it's, like, the marketing director, the educational director, and I, you're just all like, the I don't know any of these people. Yeah. Well, they all learn our names
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they only have 15 names to learn right. and they're doing media for us and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then you run into them at the opening night party. No idea. <laughs> and it's not because I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's literally because I, I saw you for five minutes the first day mm-hmm. and there were 30 other people
1: mm-hmm. and I just... Mm -hmm. I try really hard. And whoever you were, you disappeared into an office somewhere and I didn't see you again until this moment in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's real. That's Mm -hmm. really real.
0: So just know if you've ever been at a party with me on an opening night and been like, Man, I really thought you'd remember me. A, I'm bad at names, and B, they don't they don't give us any cheat sheets for staff.
1: There's no name tags.
0: There's no name tags. Ooh. Next time you do a regional, you should give a cheat like a photo cheat sheet for staff. That would be awesome.
1: If they make it, I will give it to you.
0: See, okay, look. (laughs) You're solid 75% here. (laughs) The the truth comes out. Never mind, guys. It's all the actors doing the work Uh in the play that goes wrong. No, I just sit back
1: and relax and hope things go really well. She's like, stand by for 12, go for 12. Like, she doesn't care. If I say go, it's fine. (laughs) Sometimes we're living on a prayer, guys. Not mine. I don't know whose it is, but oh we're my on gosh. it.
0: <laughs> um Okay, so I have some questions to ask you, and I know that you are prepped for them. I am. Because you are very organized. so prepared. Mm-hmm. Can you take
1: out your receipt, please? I have it. I have it. You wrote it all in red ink. Well, because that was the Sharpie that I had in my purse.
0: Of course, it was a Sharpie. Yep. Yep. Okay, so what are you obsessed with
1: right now? Um, I, tr- I thought about writing something else for this, and then I just decided to own it. My job. Mm. Um hmm and and not even, not necessarily like the job that I'm doing right now. I love the job that I'm doing right now, obviously. But just, I really, really love what I do for a living. And I'm I'm obsessed with learning more about it constantly. Mm-hmm. And just constantly questioning how things are done and why they are done the way that they're done. And... Well, how do I feel about that? Is there something else I could bring to the table on that, or is there something that I could that I could learn from the answers I get back when I question why things are done the way that they're done? Um, so for me, it's this obsessive need to constantly get better at it and and do it better and become more effective and. Um, And and I I mean, literally at the end of the day, this is a motto that uh, one of my favorite people in the world gave me that I stole and use every day, work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. And I think that there's something to be said with doing your job really well in a way that pleases you and it becomes easier because you have effectively mastered how to do all of the hard parts of it. And so I'm always right. constantly trying to get to that point.
0: I relate to that because as a singing coach, trying to explain to people that technique work is different mm-hmm. than working on your song, because mm-hmm. technique work is like craft work. It's mm-hmm. like that that's the foundation of the house, and then you decorate yep. the house. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. For th- for those of our listeners, because there is um uh, for those of our listeners that don't do theater, mm. can you just explain what a stage manager does? I just realized they probably don't know yeah. how it affects the show and, and what your day-to-day is with the show.
1: Yeah. So if you look at my job, let, let's say you come to see the play that goes wrong. And you you don't see me on stage, obviously, so you have no idea what I'm doing. I'm sitting backstage and I'm cueing the show. My job is to sync everybody together. So. The actors are on stage doing something, so there's eight people on stage. And then backstage, we also have five crew members, and then we also have a person in the booth who runs lights and sounds. And so my job is to make sure that everybody is synced up and doing those things at the appropriate times. I literally tell them, go. I literally say, this thing, this thing, and this thing, go, at certain moments in the show. So... My job is to kind of sync the whole thing and bring everybody's vision to the table and and do it effectively um, so that the whole thing works. Um, And and it's actually The Play That Goes Wrong is a really fantastic show to come and see that at um, because you can see that something else is working um, with the actors on stage. Um, The set comes alive, which is a really, really fun visual way to kind of see what it is that stage managers do backstage. Um, on a day-to-day basis, I also, am, I also deal with scheduling. Mm-hmm. So I schedule rehearsals. I make sure that um, I also train all of our understudies. So we have understudies and swings who are learning uh, anywhere from three to six characters in the show at a time. So one person who is understudying the show might have, uh, well, one person in particular does actually have six characters Ooh. that he knows their tracks for. So at any time. That's all the men. It, well, there's right? yeah, kind of yeah. Um, at any time, he could just go on That's um, for one of those tracks. Um, and I'm sorry, it's not six; it's five people. Mm-hmm. He's covering five people. Um, but my job is to make sure that he knows those five people's tracks, and so I I run those rehearsals and I teach them their tracks, and we go through and we make sure that everybody can safely do this show at a moment's notice. So that that's one part of my job. The other part is scheduling, making sure that everybody is where they're supposed to be at when they're supposed to be there, um, making sure that any kind of, um, any outside forces, be it technical or on a media standpoint, that everybody is communicating effectively and that I kind of know everything that's going on mm-hmm. during, in a day so that, you know, I, I know where everybody's at, at all times, basically.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love that you're passionate about it. Yeah. I think that that's really important. Thank you. Hmm. And as an actor, that <laughs> has worked with you. I appreciate it so much. Um, okay. What is something that is on your wish list?
1: To have a personal chef. <gasps> right? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I hate cooking. But I also love cooking. Like it's this no, love hate relationship. That.
0: Nope, don't understand it. Explain that. Okay.
1: So <laughs> it's like I love creating I love cooking food for other people. Okay. Like I like I would do a dinner party and I would cook okay. a whole thing. But like you don't I'm, like the daily. But I routine don't like to cook it. for myself. Got and I it. don't like going out and grocery shopping and I don't like having to come up with recipes and I don't like spending money on food and Inevitably, I try something and then I hate it, and then it's just wasted. Okay. Or I love it and I want more of it, but it's terrible for me. Okay. So it's for me, it's just one of those things where like I haven't figured that out yet. As a 32 year old woman, it's fine. Uh, which is why I would love to have a personal chef, somebody That's great. who like literally is like, here, eat this for breakfast. Here's your lunch. Here, take your dinner with you to work today. Like, I would, I would just, I think that that would be. I think that would be really cool.
0: That's awesome. We do have some um, kids that listen (coughs) with their mom in the car. And just, I I know that some moms have been like, I listen to this with my daughter. So, um, kids, if you're listening to this, just realize if your parents are doing that for you, Mm. like giving you your lunch in the morning and then making you dinner, listen to all of these adults who wish that that happened.
1: Oh, my God. It would be amazing. (laughs) If your mom was like, here's a brown bag for lunch, honey. I don't know. My mom was carb-free my entire life, so probably not. Oh,
0: that's that's it a hard was, way to grow it up it was
1: hard it was hard thank you for recognizing my struggle
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a hard way to be an adult I mean, <laughs> yeah an, yeah i yeah, try yeah. to do it as an adult but it's crazy yeah uh, yeah
1: mom is a mom's a Atkinser and has been for like Got 12 it. years
0: okay so personal chef aside if you had ten thousand mm, yeah. dollars what would you do you can either go somewhere you can have something yeah. you can do whatever
1: I know exactly what it is oh right. I would take my bestie to Bali
0: Hey, bestie to Bali. Yeah, that
1: I would, and I would pay for the whole thing. Like That's amazing. My dime, Um, that that has been a place that I've always wanted to go to, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to do, like, three weeks there, and, like, mm-hmm. maybe do a little traveling within uh, Bali, and just really go out and have a good time, and, like, do it upright, and $10,000 would be a good start for it, that. It would be a good start. We would, we would do Airbnbs. We would, like, yeah. whatever the equivalent of that is, we would figure that out, and...
0: I love that you would take your bestie.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we would go have a fantastic trip there. It's like a dream vacation and one that we've talked about in the past of, like, this is something we want to do and something we want to save for one day. But, Mm -hmm. like... We're both workaholics and we work all the time. And no, then, I get it. So it's it's hard to plan that vacation out. But I think if somebody just said, here's $10,000, I, I think I could figure out a way to make it happen.
0: If you had $10,000 to give away or if there's a charity that you support, mm, mm-hmm. is there someone you'd like to highlight?
1: Yeah, actually, this is interesting that you asked me this today because literally last night I was on my, on my Instagram scrolling through and... Uh, Everybody has heard of this, this, this um, company's not the right word, but this, this social media profile, uh, Humans of New York. Oh, yeah. Um, And the the guy, his name is Brandon. I don't remember what his last name is, but he's, he's turned it into kind of a bigger thing Mm -hmm. where he goes out and he, he finds stories that involve numerous people. And so, like, right now he's at the Special Olympics in Abu Dhabi. Wow. And he is profiling people at the Special Olympics. Wow. And it's, it's a lot of non—I mean, I would say that it's probably 95% non-American stories okay. of people who are dealing with special needs and, uh, in, in third-world countries. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, it is. It's really, really Because the really resources
0: tough. just aren't yeah. set up and the infrastructure isn't yeah. set up. and yeah. Especially
1: in a place like Syria where people are, you know, leaving mm-hmm. and you need to be able to work and you need to be able to uh, make money yeah. in order to be considered an effective human being. And yeah. there's a lot of people in this world who are not necessarily capable of those things. Mm-hmm. And the Special Olympics in Abu Dhabi, they are, are—they've a lot of Syrian refugees are there right now doing the Special Olympics and it's people with Down Syndrome and it's people with um, you know all kinds of other different mental disorders and things and they feel like they are full human beings at that place because they are treated with respect and they are given a job and a task that they are able to accomplish and and it really it's like you can see like the pictures and the profiles and the stories that he tells and it's just a blip sometimes it's just a little paragraph but he manages to catch a lot of humanity in those moments and not only that, something that he started doing, and I remember kind of watching this happen um, as Humans of New York became, like, a bigger and bigger thing, people started donating money mm. and just, like, giving him money. And so he, he ended up turning it into, like, a Patreon. And I have the book. Yeah. Yeah. And so he ended up taking this money and just putting it in all into an account. And what he does is it's like I'll be sitting there reading one of the, the Humans of New York profiles mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there'll be a comment at the bottom that says uh took money from our Patreon account and we are going to pay for this person's schooling for the next 10 years.
0: Oh gosh, that's and so I, great. I,
1: there was like there was one story about this family that had been a, that had adopted a 3-year-old boy with down syndrome from an orphanage in a, in a in a different country and brought him over and then now they were Hoping to bring his sister over, who is also a very young toddler with Down syndrome, mm. and I burst into tears when I read it. The very the comment at the top was, uh, "Humans of New York will be paying for all of their adoption expenses to bring his sister over."
0: What a dream! I know,
1: I know, and and so I just really I cannot imagine a better use of those funds and a better use of any extra funds that anybody else has. Absolutely, is to give it to somebody like Brendan who's running humans of new york who has the ability to be on the ground talking to people and hearing really what their needs are and and is able to make a gut call on what do these people need and and how could i help them and yeah. having the res- resources to do that so
0: i'm so glad you brought um that up because i do see i do see it on the instagram and i see it on my facebook um and i remember when it was just kind of like
1: Starting. People,
0: people that he would just catch on the street, and it literally was just like I'm a. It was just small little yeah. profiles. Uh-huh. I'm a fashion designer, and I said it just was interesting looking people. Uh-huh. Or, and so to know that it's grown like that, that's kind of one of the reasons that we love to highlight charities on 10K. Totally, um, because sometimes people think you have to have a lot of money. Like if you don't have a million dollars then you can't help or right. if you don't have access to a big foundation right. that you can't help but that's such a great example of it just grew yeah. out of one person and and and
1: no money. Yeah. And I think actually on his Patreon cuz you know with Patreon if you give money they it unlocks yes, special content or mm-hmm. whatever. He has it set up that if you donate a dollar 50 a month then you get full access. If you donate Five hundred dollars a month, you get full access. So uh-huh. no, yeah. no, no amount is too little for him. It's right. just it, however much you can give, absolutely, that's more than what we had. So we'll take it. And here's full access. You, we don't. Need, there's no. For, there's no. There's no sense in him making it into this like staggered. Well, if you give this much, you get this, or if you give this much, you get mm-hmm. that. For him, it's just across the board. If you give me money, then here's the, here's all the content that you could ever want. And it's. it's I think it's even more. More in-depth stories than oh, um, that's great. what he can just do with Instagram or Facebook.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I think you guys should check that out. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm just going to go through the Instagram feed and, like, read everything. Yeah,
1: now. please do. Just bawl your eyes out like I did last <laughs> night. <'cause> it got <laughs> me on a jag cry. last night.
0: It's like it's like that and then Ellen videos. It's like tears yes. just, just tears. <laughs> I tears. think I
1: watched, like, seven Ellen videos today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally just, like, laying on my couch, just like, oh, that's funny. And you're like,
0: why did I yeah. do my eye makeup yeah. already? <laughs> um, okay, so to close this out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is something that makes you happy today?
1: This is a very specific thing that made me happy today um i'm learning to be honest and vulnerable with other people and while it makes me very happy and proud of myself and i had a really vulnerable moment last night and i came out of the other side of that feeling really strong and really really great about myself it also scares the ever living jesus out of me cuz okay. it's just a scary thing to do but uh it was something I was really proud of myself for doing last night and I was thinking about it today and I was like, Okay, I'm happy I did that. You feel stronger. I feel much stronger. I feel like a I feel like a a fully realized human being whenever I'm able to be honest with people about what my needs are and what That's I want. Great. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's part of growing up, man. It sure is. It sure is. And it's it's hard. It's really, really hard.
0: There, I feel like there's a really specific moment in life, um, Especially after you're 30. Yeah. I think that, that that 20s is trying to figure out how to fit in. Yeah. And then, for me at least, 30s are about, like, figuring out what you want. Uh-huh. And also being comfortable asking for mm-hmm. that. And I think that that is, in general, for all people who are growing up, I think for women especially, uh-huh. that that we, you know, asking for things can sometimes be strange the language we use to mm-hmm. ask for it I remember that I had a negotiation I was doing a job and I realized that I was doing more than what I was contracted for oh yeah right yeah. so I
1: yeah
0: I had to like psych myself up to have this conversation with the producer yeah. and I sat down with him and I said um you know this is my problem and I feel this way and I did and he says to me very simply he goes well what do you want yeah and I It was such a moment for me of going, all I did was talk about how I felt. Mm -hmm. I never sat down and said, this is what I want. Uh And I had prepped myself to say, this is how I feel, Mm -hmm. but not this is what Mm -hmm. I want. And that is, I'm not saying that it's only women who have that problem. It's probably just Hufflepuffs. So maybe Hufflepuffs (laughs) have that problem.
1: Well, from the Gryffindor to the Hufflepuff, we all have that problem. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good to know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm so happy you did this with
1: us. I'm so I'm so happy to have been asked to do it. This is one, This is really exciting. Yeah. This is really fun. <laughs> it is fun. I know. It's
0: kind of addicting.
1: Uh, it's real.
0: <laughs> everyone, you can come see Whitney's work <laughs> at The Play That Goes Wrong at New World Stages.
1: Instagram. We'll have her
0: Instagram link and all that kind of stuff on our social media. So you should follow her because she's
1: cool. Yeah. I and post about once a month. It's fine. That's cool, yeah, um We. I mean you you can get better at that maybe, you're a millennial, I can well, I mean, yeah I, it's all it's always like fun work stuff because that's all I do is work, so but now people
0: are going to be like, now I know what a stage manager does, that's right you follow that that's
1: real, that is that's real, yeah, All right.
0: um. All right, guys, thanks so much for being here. Don't forget to tune in to our regular episodes that drop every Wednesday. And thanks for being here for another 10K Saturday, this time with Whitney Keeter. Catch you later. Bye. That was 10K Saturday with Allison and Lulu. And don't forget, with friends like us, who needs amenities?